Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikford. And we are discussing Stages of Rot uh, by Linnea Sterte from 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, Amir, why did you choose this for us to chat about? Um, well, it's actually one of my favorite books of all time. And part of it is I just as an art piece because it's such a tour de force. Like, I think every panel every page is like a, I mean it's always an art thing but I mean it just painstakingly um, I guess created and I just it was it, it just blew my mind and the way I found out about it is um, I uh, I read stage I, I read that this book won a it was an Eisner and I think it's one of the least famous Eisner winning books of all time for like a collection and then I saw it I go to a publisher a publisher in San Francisco has a actually as called the Silver Sprocket and they do they have a store in San Francisco too and I go there quite often and I noticed this book there and I think I've got about four to five copies of it since I've been not four but maybe at least three to four copies of oh, wow. it I have like and I've just given it away to friends and stuff and now it's out of print but uh, but I think they might be printing a third one, and you can get it on digital. But it's just uh, it's such a beautiful book. So what what do you think attracts you to it? What do you think that makes it so compelling for you? I think the art um, first and foremost, and it reminds me of the mixture of like manga because it's like a fast read, and then but with the delicacy of like European art comics, like I want to say Mobius it doesn't really look like Mobius that much um i think it kind of looks a lot more yeah it's but it is it's that style of like just delicate pens and and beautiful colors that actually like complement the story and then it's also a really quick read kind of like a manga right like it's been influenced by manga and european style and i think the creative lene sterte is a european maybe a scandinavian yeah, I think that's right, based on what, what I was reading. Um, yeah, I was really attracted by the fact the story requires you to put pieces together in order to make sense of it, but it doesn't like really require you to do that either in that like you can just enjoy it for what she's presenting on the page without you trying to add coherence to it. Um, it's got this kind of fascinating science fiction feel to it though mm -hmm. right with creatures flying through the air and people hunting them and the uh, beautiful scenes of the so-called barbarians tearing apart this body of uh, of creatures living inside other creatures of um this kind of animated spirit inside of it and that really interesting ending with the homonucleus uh, flying away mm -hmm. in this basically uh, non-gendered, non-even human way. Yeah. It, I, it's I also, like, yeah, it's so kind of alienating that it's so powerful too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the coolest striking ones, uh, images was like, when you see like people like walking fishes, like you would walk a dog, like a mm -hmm. fish. They're just like really original 
original um, way of like storytelling with art and everything. And then, and I like the idea of stages of rot, you know, like we first see like a whale die and then we go through like all the different, uh, it's, it doesn't end there because a whale's body used for maybe the bones in one part, people are living in it in another century, like, I don't know, millennium and in the future. And then, then there's that, you know, that character that leaves at the end. It's actually, is that the soul of the whale? What, who is that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And it doesn't answer anything about who she is really. It forces you to really make your own interpretation of it, mm -hmm. which I always appreciate. Yeah, and then I know uh, I would really recommend once they reprint this, I think they're doing it printing the paper stock and the smell and the print it's beautiful i would it's a it's a beautiful thing to get a hold of because it's not just an art form on paper but it would also like it's a great piece of artifact to hold on to i know you love the paper stock and the the feel of the tactical object good. matted paper mm. <laughs> well you can really see the color uh so vividly in in a in a print version too mm -hmm. and i know the color is such an important component to this book i mean like you were saying like uh like you're saying earlier like the color is really one of the main things you get from it and, you know the beginning with the earth tones um as we go the, through the process of the of rot you know we get a, a little more pastel in chapter two and then um chapter three gets into kind of more greens and blues it just feels more yes Dirte takes us through the story we get so we finally get some oranges and reds by chapter three uh as she takes us through the story we get this kind of ever increasing color palette or maybe the color palette that matches each of the stages of the rot and i'm sure that just pops on the really nice paper mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah it's great great colors did you try to apply some sort of coherence to this or did you just kind of enjoy it or i look at it as a whole the coherence for me it's when it says stages of rot i think of it as a you know like i said like the whale when the whale died it the effects of the whale was beyond its material world sense so I, that's what i took from it it's like uh, i mean i really didn't concentrate on the little the soul within the whale, but I think that's probably what it meant is like, there was a use to the whale beyond its uh, imaginable, I guess, what we would think of, oh, it's dead, it's gone, it's gonna rot, probably the bugs will eat it, and that's it, you know, but then it shows like, throughout different lifetimes, even the remnants of that whale, even the little things that remain, probably there's a soul inside of it, that remains and then at the end kind of like that's what i got out of it i mean i really didn't it's not like a like a marvel book or something even like a graphic novel no. like, like a beginning middle and end i just feel like it's kind of like a ongoing the ongoing continuous cycle yeah and the fact that there's so many whales and other creatures flying through the skies in this world it shows it's just one small picture of a larger world they're living in too I mean, it, it can be seen as kind of a portrayal of the ecological cycle, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what I, yeah, that's what I got out. With that soul in the middle of it being, it can be really anything, right? Mm -hmm. And the way she portrays it at the end kind of literally is anything. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the artwork, like comparing it to like some of the other art, you know? Yeah, it's funny you say it does didn't remind you of Mobius because in terms of spirit, it does remind me of some of Mobius' science fiction stories, you know, in that, in that kind of elusive nature of what he's portraying. Like you mm-hmm. almost feel like you can understand it, but you can't quite understand it. Uh, I think the artwork is lovely. It's kind of, it does have a very, so it doesn't resemble Mobius too much, although there is kind of the little bit of um, what I think is like the airtight garage kind of style to some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's got this very kind of beguilingly simple line work to it. Mm-hmm. But I guess I think what's most striking about this book is um, she's able to draw ordinary creatures in a way that makes them feel familiar. We get hummingbird, and we get spiders and we get dogs right and they all look very mm-hmm. right on for that so that when we see these other creatures the whales these uh almost look like fairy creatures that live inside the whale mm-hmm. um, the homo nucleus uh they all feel like they belong as part of that world so it's almost like this overlay on top of our mm-hmm. world and she pulls it off so well because she's drawing everything in a similar style yeah. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't look like movies. It is really like manga spire, but it is like a European feel, you know. It's mm-hmm. much simpler, but it's like it feels like it's so effortless. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. It does feel effortless. But there's sequences like in the final chapter when the man walks into the 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 to the skull uh the destroyed body kisses the skull and then the skull wakes up and becomes this creature that whole sequence is really portrayed well like it's it's a unique sort of storytelling because you just get these little slivers this is cut off little sections of an image as opposed to the full image Mm -hmm. you know she's really smart about how she shows what she's portrays what she's showing Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the most radical thing about this book is the storytelling style because we go from scenes that are very kind of chopped to scenes that are panoramic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you compare it to a film, this is like someone changing between different approaches from scene to scene or moment to moment as a way of really conveying what she wants to convey. I mean, at the beginning of chapter five, for example, we get this giant landscape shot you know, yeah. we're 10,000 feet up in the air. And then we follow a bird as it comes in. We see the dog and then we see the man walking into the to, into the creature's body. And it's got this wonderful kind of panoramic feel of us being embedded in the middle of this giant world. And we see this small thing happening inside it. Mm-hmm. So I guess what a lot of what I feel with her work is the sense of vastness giving way to closeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the storytelling is amazing too because, like that whole scene that you describe, where he kisses the skull, you'll see like you kind of see her emerging from the skeleton into that 
embody like you, you actually kind of see what's happening there with like the spider and weaving the body and everything whereas in like i think it could have just been like a lazy artist would have just said hey kiss this call and then two panels later there there she is yeah yeah and the very small way that we see the the body being sculpted by the spider mm -hmm. right we just get a few scenes of it kind of excreting and then we see the body come out of that like she knows she doesn't have to over explain it mm -hmm. if you're paying attention you really understand it or you'll understand it as much as you need to mm -hmm. um, and there's moments that like feel legitimately just exciting and and weird you know following on with that sequence you know this creature rides back to the city with the man and like just we see the hair uh, blowing in the wind as they're traveling we see this kind of control of the world from this industrial city right because it looks like there's trees and then there's also you know a factory there then the walls are enormous which also uh, somehow reminded me of mobius and the cities he drew you go into that museum and then everything feels like mankind trying to control what's around it with the uh, pictures of the different animals kind of pinned to the wall it's kind of like so it sets this nature versus man's wish to control nature deliberately against each other and then there that then comes to the same the attention of the larger book it comes to the nature of the larger intention of the book which is really about i think in some ways her saying just lean back don't feel like you have to apply logic to what you're seeing just take it in for what it's what's being presented yeah, I, I actually, I think that's, uh, I didn't even think of it that way where you miss man's trying to control nature, but I see everything is pinned, you know, all the animals are pinned to the walls like an art museum. And then she's just sitting there, they're like forcing her since she's not smiling, you know, she's not happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything's labeled in that wonderful alien language too, mm -hmm. deliberately dislocating. Yeah. Yeah. Then the crowd gathers to see her and she's in the she's on the throne, it appears, right? She looks like a queen, or she looks like you know Abraham Lincoln at the Lincoln Memorial or something. But that look on her face is just <laughs> yeah. peace. That's right, yeah. Like she just sees a different world than we see. But I'm happy too, right? Like in the next uh next yeah. panel, she's not happy and she wants to leave. She smiled on the way here. Mm -hmm. But then we start to see these weird creatures. And we know everything's just not going to uh, follow the human approach to things. We get the echoing of the screams in the first chapter. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then she starts leaving her throne, slowly walking down steps, again, like a, a a queen or a warrior or something and then she's almost got this regal language you know it was kind of you waking me up and then to me like the the uh real ending of the book you know when he says well and why are you shaped like that like a woman what does it signify and she says oh i wouldn't know 
Mm-hmm. And that to me is like the center of the book. It's like, as humans, we want to control things. We want to understand things, but ultimately the world is unknowable mm-hmm. and it kind of doesn't matter. I wouldn't know, right? She doesn't say, I don't know. She says, I wouldn't know as if like, you know, almost like, why would you care about this? Because you're, by thinking about it, you're transforming it. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, I don't know the creator, but I really feel this as like a personal book, you know? Yeah. 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 Tell me more about that. I don't know. I just feel like it's uh there's a lot of soul in it all the way throughout the chapters, you know, along the way of like, you know, life not ending at the whale's death and then having that soul in there and then people you know just being of some type of i i lack of a better word for like some type of uh even the whales past its life it was a service to a lot of people that came in the coming millenniums millennia is that the plural for it and then at the end, it's like it's time for it to leave and go to the next wherever it's supposed to evolution or evolve. Yeah. Yeah, it's a sense of evolution or transcendence at the end, right? And then you know the guy found her, and um, kind of like after all this time where uh, people had used it, now it's time for it to be free, so you don't get used, you know. Yeah, and she's free because she gets reabsorbed back into the uh, the whale, right? She disappears into its eye mm-hmm. at the very end. Oh, she had been gosh. removed from the world that she was part of and then gets reunited with it. Mm. Is she's, it the original whale? I, I couldn't. I oh, no, it's, no, it's a, a new one. It's a it's new, a new one. one. Yeah. It looks, I always thought that was adult. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's how I read it anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Totally. I did not get that. And so it gets to this even larger thing, which is like relations and memory and connections represented in who she is and how she Mm -hmm. lives in this larger world. Yeah. It's also that that whole idea of if you apply the science to the spiritual life, like you think of, you know, how they always say like with physics or even chemistry, like energy does not disappear so it just moves from one place to another so what yeah. about like the soul moves from one place to another oh yeah i like that her being the soul of it yeah because if you think about that sequence the the body is dead but the soul gets revived mm-hmm. the spiders revive the the spirit mm-hmm. the spirit then and it's pretty clear the spirit remembers in some way what it came from. Mm-hmm. It goes to the human land, realize, doesn't realize, but knows it's not part of this land and then transcends and goes back to mm-hmm. being having the spirit live where it needs to live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's not even the same way as we would think of it because it's not really like, when it moves from one whale to the other doesn't mean that whale is going to start living in a new one. This is just a separate, total different thing. Right. Yeah. It's just another, it's an addendum to whatever the whale's soul was. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they, uh, you could say it's not revived as much as they share the same DNA. 
Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Just like that's we all share there, the same man. DNA. We have similar spirits, but they're different. You're blowing my mind, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote about the you know, the more experimental graphic novels for years. So yeah. uh, that's what I like about a book like this is it's uh, it, it forces you to think in different ways make these connections you wouldn't think of otherwise um back in the comics bulletin days these are the kind of things that we would have done a group review on and it's really funny because one of the quotes on the cover is uh our inside cover is my pal daniel elkin one of my former writers oh wow that's awesome who called this a beautiful work of art which oh, it is nice, nice. That's pretty cool. And it fits the whole cycles thing. So you asked me earlier, like what I thought of it. I think this is an amazing piece of work mm -hmm. yeah. on every level. Uh, it's, it, it is a reason why it just feels so, it just feels very compelling. Mm -hmm. Cool. Beautiful stuff. I see why you, you have had so many copies of it yeah if i find one i'll get you one <laughs> well i appreciate that i think it's just uh yeah actually the the sad thing is that the the publisher is is gonna stop publishing at this year so um but so the, i don't know if this book is ever gonna get printed again but the good news is that i talked to silver sprocket and they're gonna work with them to uh actually get the licensing for some of their more popular books and this is one of them so oh nice so this is a book that, just, that should stay in print yeah 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 awesome thanks for discussing it with me Amir. yeah thanks, thanks for bringing this to my life oh thank you thanks for having the show and it was fun to talk fun to hear your thoughts around it and i also got a bunch of stuff i hadn't even seen before in it so thank you Oh, thank you.